0: Power Women Podcast. For your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women Podcast. I'm Sam Walker, here together as ever. It's our little weekly date night. With the one and only Simone <laughs> Roche. Hello. Oh, I love that weekly
1: date night. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm all right.
0: It's been a bit of a man- a manic week. Moved house again, the fourth time in just over twelve months. It does get to be a bit of a grind, but you know we're getting there.
1: Oh no! And how was your venture out in your um your RV? What is well, it? Have a different name in the
0: States. How does it how does it translate? No, RV, very much an RV. We went off into the desert for a few days to escape the madness of Phoenix. Thank you very much if you started listening to my podcast, Desert Diaries. Little plug there, but I've had a load of messages actually from a lot of Northern Power women over the last few days. So thank you so much if you've been joining in the massive roller coaster that has been my life. But welcome in come on in I can't say it's always an easy listen but it's an entertaining one I think but um, yeah so I escaped Phoenix uh, went for a little drive around the desert didn't cook up any meth Won't be featuring any forthcoming (laughs) episodes of Breaking Bad, but we had a lovely time.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I know there has been. um, We've had lots of conversations this week across the Northern Power Women world and people want to know about Sam and they want to know about the landlords because I swear there's a posse of Northern Power Women on the way to Arizona to sort your landlord out. And if you don't know what that's about, catch up with Sam's uh, podcast and you will find out all about it. It's worse than meth.
0: (laughs) It kind of is, actually. Sam Walker's Desert Diaries. Thank you. But look, we're here to talk about Northern Power Women right now, of course. And I know you've been having some really interesting conversations this week, Simone.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had had a great conversation with Stacey Copeland, Commonwealth champion, boxer, advocate, paved the way. She's just, every time I speak with this woman, I'm just, in awe of her. Yeah. And she, you know, she's just wonderful. She's a wonderful all-round human human being. And we've been doing these weekly webinars Tuesday at two. She came up with this, uh, this phrase. We were talking about, you know, what we're carrying on from last week, about we have to, this is conversations aren't just for now. We're not mm. just getting through lockdown. We're not just getting through Black Lives Matters. This is about changing yes. the new norm. What does the new future? We're not, we're, t- we're not building back better. We're building for a future new norm, you know? Her phrase that stuck with me is about question, challenge, and change. And it stuck with me all week because yeah. we've talked, haven't we? We have to question. We have to challenge the norm and we have to change and it's not just about talking. We talked last week very much about listening too and that has definitely been my week. Uh, My question challenge change has also been wrapped around with a whole load of listening as well. So really interesting. And then last night we do like a drop in each week. We just kind of keep a half hour Zoom call out for anyone who wants to have a chat. You know, Anyone who wants to chew the fat just drop in. Last night we had Dr. Joanna Berry, uh, who's professor, I know she's professor of everything, isn't she? Over in in Durham, the biggest business card in the world. And she posed the question after our LinkedIn chat. And again, it was bringing together, I love the bringing together of strangers. And her question uh, that we started talking about was, you know, what would you do differently? 12 weeks into lockdown, if you were to go through this again, knowing that, let's face it, we've all just been locked away for three months of the year. (laughs) But, yeah. but what would you do differently? There was a lot of, you know, it was, Joanna was talking about a volume of books that she would, she's read one, but she would have read them all. Or someone else, we, that she would have started a routine. She would have stopped almost being in denial of it. So it, it was really interesting. And then that conversation followed down the LinkedIn thread too. So please, I'd love to know. We had a, a couple of people who normally join our, our drop-in who were like, you know what, we're, we're actually going to mark tonight because of it's a 12 week anniversary. Nice. And And I hadn't thought about it. And and you you mentioned this earlier.
0: Yeah, Sally Hughes, you'll know her as a writer for The Guardian, a beauty blogger. She does a lot of work as well within the community. And she is someone who I noticed a tweet this week who said this week it's just hit me. This is the week that has broken me. And she said, you know, mentally, I dealt with this really quite well over the last nearly three months. But this week, it's really just really hit home. And it's interesting because I definitely hit my wall about a month ago. And I've started to come through the other side, but I have had quite a lot of drama and chaos in my life. So that's probably, you know, it's distracted me in a, in a really bizarre way. Looking at some of the replies to Sally's tweet, uh, I saw one lady saying, absolutely agree. As an older person, I wonder if I will ever feel completely safe going out again. I wish I'd realised how good life was before it was taken away. I mean, that <sighs> broke my heart. And I wow. thought, you know... You're right. I, you know, in the the crazy house move this week, just the little cherry on top of the madness is my husband dropped the TV
2: and smashed the TV. I know. And you know what? It was
0: one of those moments where so much had gone wrong. I just went, I don't care. It is what it is. I don't care and I got in the car and I drove to a shop and I bought another TV because number one TV's here ridiculously cheap what's that about secondly I thought I'm not even going to give headspace to the upset disappointment frustration I'm just going to sort it out so I went and I bought this and when I was there I just had one of those moments that we all seem to be having at the moment where I suddenly was there I was standing in the electrical department of this store looking around everyone was wearing a mask everyone was staying away from each other and I thought. When did this happen? This is crazy. Just at the beginning of the year, I was in this very shop and it, everything felt normal. And now, like you were saying, look around. This is the new normal. And yet we still haven't quite mentally caught up with the fact that now we wear masks when we go out. Now we do feel a bit anxious about, I was saying to my daughter, don't lean on that shelf. Don't pick those things up. You don't know who's picked all those things up before mm. you. And it's it's such a strange, strange Process, mental process for our brains to go through. It's going to I take think- time.
1: I think it is and I think there is obviously still a moving feast of facts and data and science out there that all seem to be a bit colliding as well so I think I watched the the, uh, press conference this week which was about going well you can go into bubbles Mm -hmm. so if you're living on your own you can go into bubble. Uh, I've seen pop up all over uh, Liverpool the the Royal Albert Dock here in Liverpool, the two metre signs everywhere and then ironically they're talking about less those two meters and I'm like yeah. right there's there's a job for somebody else now to go around and sort of paint a paint over these but you know non-essential retail so basically shops as normal mm. again from yeah. from today open and do you know what I'm I'm not I'm not bothered <laughs> it's um it, it, I'm really not bothered I can't see myself going I think it's it's as much of a chore to go on the odd supermarket visit i'm i like my independent shopping because one it's personal two um absolutely supporting local economy three i'm a little bit afraid of the big shops
0: quite frankly what's interesting is that i think here in the united states because of of the president and because of his um some might say obsession with economy and perhaps not so much of a an eye on health this has been a criticism that he's faced over the last few months it opened up a lot earlier here. Shops, non-essential shops have been open about a month here now already. And what is strange, Simone, is that when they first opened, I thought, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. And yet I went out and got that TV like that. Mm. I could have ordered that online and waited a few days. But everything is so open here. The supermarkets are packed. The big, huge out—you know shopping malls that are here. The car parks are packed and there seems to be a real kind of new divide opening up now amongst people who are like, look, business as usual. Everything's fine. A friend of mine said to me the other day, I'd go to a hockey game if there was one on. I'd go and watch, you know, some ice hockey. I'd go to a football game. I'd wear a mask, but I'd go. Hmm. And I thought, well, I wouldn't feel happy going to a massive public space like that. But even in the space of a couple of weeks, I found it relatively normal to pop to a shop when I've needed to. We're still not going to big grocery shopping as often as, as as regular times, but there is this divide now of people going, do not go out, this is ridiculous. And they're right, the virus has gone nowhere. Nothing has changed. But there is this pressure to go back into the office. There is this pressure now to go back into work, which is bringing up a whole new raft of challenges from people who've been through more challenges than any of us could ever have imagined in 2020? What if your, your furlough's finishing, but your child's nursery isn't open yet? What the heck do you uh, do?
1: Well, that's definitely a big thing. That's Oh, some of the big conversations this week. There seems to be a big return to work from Mm. the 1st of July um, Mm. for a lot of people who have been furloughed. The nurseries aren't back, the schools aren't back. Mm. I read something today because the schools are now absolutely not going back until the phrase now is the earliest September. Those two words are big, aren't they? The earliest. And they're talking now about having this learning over the summer and I read again it was one of our power lists on on one of the uh, social she was like oh my god it feels like it's groundhog day every day whilst we know there wasn't going to be that summer period because obviously we're restricted, well, you know, as to which countries we can go or not go to, and quarantine, and will we be just a staycation this year or, or whatever. But actually, for working parents, it's going to prove even harder mm-hmm. because the, the the kids are going to be fed more more things to learn over the summer. So it's it's it is a feel. I absolutely feel because there's no there's no break, is there? There's yeah. no break at all. You're just going into that. Here we go again. Joe Wicks, on you go. And back into everyone's learning new skills.
0: That's really interesting. And I want to go back to the conversation that we had right at the beginning of our discussion when you were talking about your your get together on Zoom and Dr. Joanna Berry saying, well, what would you do differently if you knew then what we know now? And I think for me, it would be to get a, a better work-life balance going on. I think having the children at home Attempting to homeschool them, attempting to run a business and work pretty much full time, all of these things meant that my whole day from waking up at 6am to going to bed about 11 at night, because my day seemed to really stretch out, there weren't any clearly defined times of this is when we have family time and chat, this is when I work, this is when the children work, this is exercise time. Everything just merged into one long homogenous blob of pressure and stuff. And I haven't read any books, and I haven't learned to make the perfect risotto, I haven't learned a new language, I haven't even done any jigsaw Simone. I've done a bit of baking and that's it. And it's and I and I'm giving myself a break over not feeling the pressure to learn something new and become some sort of polymath. But I wish I'd I'd been able to clearly define my time a bit more because it's become just kind of overwhelming pressure.
1: Yeah, I've I've absolutely failed on the balance. I started really well. I think the first couple of weekends, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a weekend. Yeah. You know, for for like 10 years, they've absolutely blurred. And I think I'd done really well. I've I've absolutely stuck 100% with the morning routine, up, yoga walk, photo right. of Liverpool, waterfront back, absolutely stuck with that. But other stuff I failed, so. I wonder whether we could try and go, Well, let's let's stop getting hung up about the nine to five. Mm. But this is where I think you have to have you have to call out to your pals, don't you? We have to you and I have to set a WhatsApp reminder to go, yeah. do you know what? Pick up the jigsaw, pick up that book, go and bake some more bread with or whatever you put in it, <laughs> just you know, it's, and it's seed funny. loaf. Yeah, yes, but don't. I, I don't think we have to worry about the learning new languages yeah. and the, the the completing things that maybe weren't realistic anyway. I thought the same. Gosh, I really should have concentrated on learning my Spanish. And I thought, you know what, actually, that is a real commitment, mm. and I'm not sure I had that or could have made that. But I think maybe the, our next step is is the new rule book isn't it where 9 to 5 no longer exists but, and maybe it comes in more of a shift work if you like yeah. or more in that what do you call it split shifts split maybe that's shifts. how maybe that's how we now need to go where we, we segment it and it's, it's okay that it ha- doesn't have to be a mirrored regime mm-hmm. but you know what Sam it's in our hands isn't it yeah. so yeah. we can go damn it we didn't do that but we don't know how long this is going on for or what the the next this looks like. So, like we said, this has been three months of 2020. When we had that conversation, uh, back in March, we wouldn't have believed that that we would be talking no about way. this now. No way. We thought this weekly podcast would be for a few weeks, didn't we?
0: <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head when you said we need to keep talking and we need to support each other and be there for each other. And, you know, you've talked about your your Thursday night Zoom check-ins. If anyone wants to just connect and, and share ideas and share issues and help find solutions... Just get in touch, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. You can find us on Twitter at North Power Women or go on to LinkedIn, look up Simone Roche MBE, look up Northern Power Women. Please do connect because I think when we all do start talking, that's when we help to find solutions. Happy days. Do you know what I want now? I want some awesome life lessons, please.
1: Oh, do you know what? And this week we've got a cracker. We have got the wonderful Olive Strachan MBE, no nice. less. she's in our power list this year, she is a fantastic, she's a global businesswoman, entrepreneur, uh, the founder of Olive Strachan Resources, she's the ex-chair of the CIPD, she's, she is literally the queen of everything, but she's <laughs> wonderful, global speaker, entrepreneur, let's hear Olive's life lessons.
2: I'm Olive Strachan from Olive Strachan Resources, I'm a coach, facilitator, speaker, and I specialise in diversity and inclusion. And today, I'm going to share with you my five key life lessons. The first one is um, about an important role model in my life. I grew up in Blackburn, Lancashire, and I was there in the early 70s, and um, I'm a black woman. I looked around at the time, and I was a girl, And there was nobody um, who looked like me. There was no role models um, that I could see. And one day, BBC was showing Martin Luther King on TV. And he stood there and he said, I have a dream. He was eloquent. He was charismatic. He spoke with passion. He was engaging. And from that day, I looked at him and thought, I want to be like him. I want to be a good speaker. I want to engage people. I want to make my mark. So I would say Martin Luther King is my, my main role model. One piece of advice that stuck with me, every year I try to um, develop myself in some way. 2017, I went to Las Vegas to the GoPro event and I saw Anthony Robbins, he was part of the speakers that were lined up there. I love Anthony Robbins, I think he's fantastic. And part of his speech to entrepreneurs was around where you put your time and effort. And he said, where focus goes, energy flows. And for me, that had a great meaning. Um, I came back to, to Manchester. I looked at my diary. I looked at my plan and I thought, where is my time going? And is my time being spent on important things for my business and growth? And it wasn't. So I made some changes. And always when I look at a task, I think, focus goes, energy flows, olive. Is this task important? Is it going to make your business better? And if not, I don't do it. So I'd say one piece of advice i pass on to everybody is about that focus. Focus on the right things for your business and the right things for you to make sure you get the correct outcomes. When I'm facing imposter syndrome, what do I do about it? Okay, so. For me, it was walking into rooms where it was full of men, men in pinstripe suits. And obviously, I'm a black consultant. A lot of the consultants that I met when I first opened in um, 1998 were white men. I did feel out of place. I did feel like I didn't belong. But also, because of that, I stopped saying anything. I stopped putting my point forward. I, I just stood there and listened. And gradually, I learned that um, my opinion was equally important as theirs. And often the questions that I posed, the questions that I asked were important questions that others wanted to know the answer to as well. So how I overcame that was, I started to speak up, started to get confidence in myself and believe in myself and say, Olive, even if you you, you seem stupid or it, it doesn't come out right, just try. And by trying to be my authentic self, by trying to be more confident, gradually I became more confident. So what I say to you is, walk into the room, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, put your head up, chest back, and say to yourself, I can do this. And walk in with confidence. And always speak up because it's better to say something than say nothing and be overlooked. A time that I had to be resilient, Having a business for 21 years means that you have to be resilient a lot of the time. For me, the two main points were one, in 2008 was a big thing for me, it was the recession. I had a business that was growing, I had four staff, we're doing well, and suddenly the phone stopped ringing. Gradually, as my money ran out, I had to make staff redundant, I had to do most things myself, it was hard. I come to the point where I wasn't sleeping very well, my hair was falling out with anxiety, and I thought I'd go sink or swim here. What can I do to get my business back on the ground? I thought about it and I thought, well, recession is in the UK, but it's not in the Middle East. So I looked for new markets for my business and I won a contract, to design a global leadership programme, which i live in all over the Middle East and then across other countries as well, 25 in total. So out of adversity came something good, I, I, I grew an international market and I worked closely with the UK Trade and Investment. This time COVID-19 is different because the whole world is suffering so there are no new markets as such to get, however what I've done instead is I've looked at my skill set. Um, came back from Curacao in March. Three months of work was cancelled. It was all face to face. It was in America, all over the world. It's all cancelled. I had to find a different way to work, offering my clients a different service. So what I've done is I use Zoom for leadership training, etc. I use WebEx to webinars, Microsoft Teams for coaching, FaceTime. I've learned to use different platforms for my business and offer clients something different. I've learned to be engaging across, you know, using Zoom. So I've learnt different skills. So I say to you is when something happens like that, you've got to find the solution that works best for you.
0: Thank you so much to the amazing Olive Strachan with her incredible life lessons. Do find her on Twitter. You can follow her at Olive Strachan. And you know what? Here at Northern Power Women, we've made a commitment to really amplify the voices of amazing black women and women of colour over the next month. So please, 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 if there's someone whose life lessons you would love to hear, let us know or perhaps you would like to share your own. All you need to do is get in touch, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. We'll take care of the rest. It's dead easy. Now look, before we disappear off into the sunset slash sunrise, Simone, we have to say big Big Northern Power Women news coming up.
1: We have, actually. It is a massive week this week. Not only is it, you know, it's Monday, so it's another one of our fabulous chats, but we've actually got the second season of Northern Power Futures podcast, which... Oh, I love it because we listen to young people and then we've got responses from industry. So please join in and share with those people in their life that might be struggling. There's people out there that are on this corona coaster struggling. Share the Northern Power Futures podcast. And finally, if we don't, if we don't love to share enough, we have been developing and building since last summer, actually, our power platform, our power platform is about bringing people together people with people and people with opportunities so everything we've talked about today um about connectivity about um having conversations with other people about asking for help asking for support so whether you're looking for a mentor whether you want to pay it forward to someone else someone that you know out there is having a tough time or whatever you can just put yourself forward you can put your own opportunities out there so it's all about learning sharing connecting just being the generous nature that we are across our northern power women and northern power futures community it's for everyone. Power
0: platform.com. Please do get involved. and Guess what? It's free. It's amazing. Please, please do come and get involved. We'd love to have you as part of the new Power Platform and you're going to be able to grow your career, your opportunities, your network. Do get involved. Thank you. Simone, as ever, I'm saluting you from the Arizona desert to the Liverpool waterfront and I will see you next week hopefully I will have
1: dodged a few showers over here because it's not pleasant June not again don't miss the rain
0: <laughs> I can't tell that thank you so much for listening this is the northern Power women podcast the next episode will be coming your way on Monday June the 22nd until then do get in touch you can find us on Twitter at North Power women I'm Sam Walker and the northern Power Women podcast is a what goes on media production Hello.